This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumen.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Forgive me if I've said anything uh, along the lines of this uh, before, but it's something that's on my mind today, so I thought uh, I might just stop here on this hillside and and see what comes from it. Uh, I don't know if you've been frustrated by the seeming lack of answer to prayer. I was conscious of this in a meeting the other day when I found other people praying for things which I thought, well, that is just A, so big and B, so not what we are for that I wonder why you even think it might be answered. They, they were praying about the earthquake victims in Syria and Turkey, the war in Ukraine, the uh, trouble here and the trouble there. And whilst I'm not saying we shouldn't be concerned about it, what exactly are we expecting uh, in terms of answers to that sort of thing? And it brought me back to remembering uh, Nehemiah and the work done by Nehemiah. And this sort of weaves its way through the book, but this is uh, a few verses from chapter 3, starting at verse 3. And they had the job of rebuilding uh, the city walls of Jerusalem after returning from, or beginning to return from exile. And verse 3 says, The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassaniah. They laid the beams, put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakos, repaired the next section. Next to him, Meshulam, son of Berechiah, the son of Meshazabel, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, son of Barna, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under the supervisors. Well, I'm not particularly going to get into the last bit of that, but the point of it is every single family had their own section to work on. So if if family A was working uh, one side of the wall and they heard that there was problems over on the other side, they didn't stop work, put down their tools, rush over to the other side and, and start working there. They were responsible for delivering their section. Every family had their own bit to do. Now, I can imagine that if they did hear of problems on the other side, they may have prayed along the lines of God, give them strength, give them what they need, give them the resources they need. Uh, they may have been saying that to Nehemiah and the other overseers, please you know, take some of what we've got and take it round there because they, they need, their need is urgent. We'll cope with what we've got for now. But they didn't run away and start focusing on that thing on the other side of the city. And it's always struck me that we have that responsibility for where we are. And where we are may be geographic. Uh, the church we're in, the street we live in, the town, the city, the village, the hamlet, the country that we live in. It may be uh, a relational thing, the network of people we work with uh, across the world possibly as we engage with them through all sorts of modern technology. 
it may be all sorts of things about how you would decide and and understand what it means by where you are but that is your bit that's the bit that you are responsible for and that's the bit that if such a thing happens you are going to give account for uh, that you know, God will say oh, well I gave you this place what did you do with it ah Lord I was spending all my time praying for the other side of the world yes but I gave you this place what did you do with it Ah, but Lord, my prayers were supporting the refugees in, but what did you do in the place I put you? And I think that may be a little bit tough. I'm not sure that's necessarily the questioning that God will have for us. But I do think that the first thing we have to be aware of is where we're being put and what we're responsible for. So what then should we be praying, if at all, for the earthquake victims in Syria and Turkey, for the war in Ukraine? Do you know, I think it is exactly what I hinted at earlier when I said, you know, if you're building the wall and you hear there's a problem on the other side, you, you give of some of your resources, but you don't stop your work. And so I think a very appropriate way of praying is, Lord, you have your people on the ground in Syria. You have your people on the ground in Ukraine. Would you give them today what they need? It's not to pray that we, our prayers sorted, but Lord, would you strengthen my brother and sister who's working on the other side of the city, who's got a different part of the wall to deal with. Would you support them? And you see, that takes away from us the burden of the responsibility because it's no longer in a sense our prayer we're no longer praying lord end the situation we're simply praying lord give my brothers and sisters the resources the wisdom that they need to do what you've called them to do and help me to do what you've called me to do and that is i believe how god has chosen to give dominion to humanity to mankind on this planet which is let us not forget such a foundational thing that it's right there in the first few chapters of Genesis to have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. In other words, to have dominion over creation. Not over each other, but over creation. And to care for it and look after it. And to be responsible for it being governed well. That's what dominion means. And for you and me, that means where we're at. Firstly, our homes, our places of work, where we live, our networks. That's where we are called to have dominion. There's another passage in the Old Testament which I think adds a bit more light to this, throws a bit more light on it. Uh, because Israel was set up to be the um, picture of God to the world. It was set up to show the world what God's intention was, to, bring, to, to shine the light of God on the world, if you like. And the way Israel was therefore established 
is important and it's important for this picture of dominion and I'm going to read you a bit of 1 Kings chapter 21 uh, starting from verse 1 which which says there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth the Jezreelite the vineyard was in Jezreel close to the palace of Ahab king of Samaria that's king of the northern kingdom of Israel Ahab said to Naboth let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable patch since it's close to my palace in exchange I will give you a better vineyard or if you prefer I will pay you whatever it is worth but Naboth replied the Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors so Ahab went home sullen and angry because Naboth the Jezreelite had said I will not give you the inheritance of my ancestors he lay on his bed, sulking, and refused to eat. His wife Jezebel came in and asked him, Why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered, Because I said to Naboth the Jezreelite, Sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife, said, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And the story goes on, as you might expect, with Jezebel and Ahab to murder and mayhem and misery. But the point I want to get from that is the very fact that the king of Israel could not command Naboth to give up his vineyard. The king of Israel could not just take his vineyard. He either had to pay for it, as he offered, or he had to accept that Naboth said no, because it was the land that had been given to Naboth's family. It was the land given to Jezreel. And as such, it was his patch. It was where he had dominion. And if he had accepted money for it, he would have lost the dominion over it. He would not have been doing what his clan, his family, was supposed to do, which is to have dominion over that piece of land. If he had taken another piece of land, then he would also not have... Uh, had dominion over the new piece of land because it would have been someone else's and someone else would have been able to come back later and claim it from him. So Naboth was saying, this is my land, this is where I have inheritance, this is where I have dominion. And the king may not overrule me. I am the king's subject, but my land is my dominion. And the king has no authority in the dominion that is mine. And that's a picture of how God has set up the world. God gave mankind dominion and said, this is yours to look after. And although God will say, these are the ways to do it, here are my commandments, here's my blessing on you, if you do this, this is the right way to do it, if mankind says, oh, we'll do it some other way, then God has no legal authority because of the way he set up the earth to intervene. It is the dominion of the family who is responsible for that part. That was the case in Israel. And in our case, it is the dominion of where God has put us. We have dominion where God has put us. 
and we can ask for God's help, we can ask for God's involvement where we have dominion, but God will not get involved otherwise. Incidentally, um, if I may be political for a moment, this is a reason why I am 100% against any form of what we now call inheritance tax, what was once called death duties. It should be 0% for however much you earn, however little you have. It is yours to pass on because that is the dominion God has given us that we pass on to the next generation what he has and we have a continuing dominion. Now I know it looks different because we are not Israel, it's not about the land and our authority and dominion is not based necessarily on the land. We may well own a bit of land which has a house on it or we may rent that and we have dominion in, in there but we also have dominion in the places we have authority, where we have involvement. And that's really what I wanted to talk about and to say, and therefore that is where we can pray. That is where we can invite God to come and get involved. That place where you have dominion, you have authority to invite God to be involved and to invite God to make changes. Praying about disasters on the other side of the world in the sense of God will you change it seems to me to be futile because we do not have authority and dominion in those places. The best we can pray, as I said earlier, is Lord will you resource your kingdom, will you resource your church in that area to have wisdom to know what to do and to have all that they need in order to be able to do it. Our prayers should relate to our area of dominion. And if you don't know what your area of dominion is, maybe the first praying should be for God to reveal it to you. Thank you for listening. By the way, if you like, or particularly if you disagree with anything I say, please get in touch. Uh, my contact address is on the website which is lumin.org.uk www.lumin.org.uk Thank you. The music is by raiseforall.wordpress.com Thank you for listening.